Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, a podcast where we share music with each other in the virtual cha- sound table, sound virtual, what? virtual lunch table. I do words good. Uh, share albums with each other one at a time, like a little book club for music. Uh, we share and we compare and we talk about what we think. Uh, I'm Petey Rave, your resident shithead. Uh, and your man with no plan. Here with me, of course, is my team, my squad, my crew. Squad. We've got Patrick. Hello. We've got Drew. Squad. And we've got Brett. Rocks roll better than powder. Um. Also, I realize that if people are listening to audio, they probably find it weird why I call myself a shithead. But, you know. Oh, I mean... Whatever. Visual gags <laughs> would on they? an audio would show. They? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, or they just we sometimes like, get three people view the YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it'd be like, Those oh, yeah, at least he's admitting it to himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about music. That's our discussion. That's what we do. Uh, the, provi- the, the person providing an album for us to discuss this week is Patrick. My Patrick. couch, my album. Yes. What do you got for us this week? Uh, we we will re- we return to Minnesota's favorite sons, Husker Du, album Candy Apple Gray. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? Um, Husker Du is one of those bands where like a bunch of the bands I listened to, uh, that came about in the nineties had Husker Du as, like, a big influence, but I never dove super into it. Um, Something that really, like, I, something I know I've heard in passing, but never really, really dove into. Something that I know I needed more of, but I wasn't sure what I was getting into besides, hey, there's a bunch of the alt-rock bands from the 90s that really dug this band. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? I mean, Husker Du is a known quantity here at the Record Breakers, and anybody who like was around watching MTV for a little while had a chance to see some Husker Du. Um, but this, I, I knew this uh, was the the transition period of Husker Du. Um, but uh, you know, aside from that, like it's it's really not my thing. I, I like the stuff that like. I, I was I was into punk rock, and I was into like alternative grunge era and and past. It's that that wishy washy in between area that Husker Du lives in, um, in this album specifically. And I was like, well, what are we getting into? And I, I was up for it. Like I'm Mr. Bob and uh, the other one, Grant, uh, the the other the the two boys. I, I'm aware of those guys. Uh, yeah. I, I've seen their T-shirts on musicians before. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes and elements? Uh, this is, um, like, this is their second to last record. The last record was kind of a mess of double album not doing it correctly like they had before. Uh, but this is like, like Brett said, it is 
where you know we listen to Zen Arcade, which is still really, really heavily kind of a punk record and and super noisy and super fast. Uh, this is them becoming a much uh, poppier band, uh, a much more. It's them getting you know growing up, even though you know this is like you know five years into their career or something because they you know they only lasted a minute. Uh, but this is like everything like to some extent the band already hates each other and everything set up for them to fall apart is there like literally the album goes back and forth between bob mold songs and grant hart songs because like they they just couldn't ever agree on anything other than like they played music together it is there's a tension to it there's a and you can see you see the seeds of bob mold's later work but then you also like I feel like you hit Grant at like the peak of being Grant Hart and doing his thing before, you know, before the band fell apart. It is, it is one of those, uh, it's, it's a really interesting like space and time for the band, but also like a kind of great album because it is like also them like maturing and finding, you know, finding another sound, a band that had, been known for constantly evolving from like a their their first record is a live recording it is 17 songs in 24 minutes like it's it's called land speed record because they love amphetamines uh and this is like oh yeah this is them you know slowing down and picking up acoustic guitars sometimes Mm -hmm. um yeah drew how would you describe this album musically you're telling me people who wrote a song called Crystal may like him. Weird. Okay. Um, but besides that, um, the the thing about this album is that at times it is super raw and super energetic, right? It has that punk rock pure heart to it uh, throughout the entirety of it. And it's a lot of noise, right? There is some songs which we'll get into aforementioned maybe um that sort of hit a lot of noise um in the backdrop uh to a point which is cool but then there are parts of this album which are way way quieter than like my mind sort of got into um so because of that because of the breath you hear in this sort of album from them you hear a lot of that 90s like alt-rock college scene that like people picked up on and sort of dug into uh on this right you hear without this band in my opinion like you don't like the smashing pumpkins are not as prevalent right you don't hear those sorts of things but this album does have a lot of catchy hooks to it um, there is musicianship to be had. The weird thing about this is that it doesn't make it. God damn it, I just read the chat. Um, I looked down and saw the chat and I hate you. Um, the, the thing about uh, this album is, yes, there's a lot of great musicianship and a lot of great composition. But it's something that some albums, uh, some bands will make it pretty for you and make it easy and like point it out to you that's not this record 
um, you have to go hunting for it at spots. And that can be fun in and of itself, um, especially with uh, this very, like, obviously alt-rock, like, punk-type album. But it's something that is in-your-face at times, mellowed at times, but super unapologetic about what it actually is and just sort of goes for it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, what would what would be the theme song, Mister Catch Your Attention? What would be how would you describe this album musically? I mean, it's it's transition uh, era, you know, alternative rock. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the tone uh, did uh, too much speed there the, from this A and W speed. Uh, speaking of, uh, not uh, even once. A and W, not even once. That's right. It barks all the way because it's good. Um. They're the so the tone the sound of the instrumentation is yes it's good as the video could see on group but it's uh like the tone is punk rock tone like you can hear this the tone sounds very uh, familiar if you've listened to any like late eighties punk rock it's very it's it but the the sound is um, the lyrics are the the sound is pre grunge alternative in the in the lyrics and and the tonality. But the, the the tone of the music is is punk rock. It's sort of like this mish mashed together. But you know you've got two directions you're going because every song is either a Bob or a Grant song. There's not a whole lot. Look at look at the uh, writing credits on these songs. You can see there's a big split. And also while you're listening to it, you can be like, okay, that's the one where they're screaming, or that's the one where there's an organ. <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 a little. A little strange how that dynamic was going on. Um, it's kind of emo at times. I, I would uh, so um, if you haven't listened to it already, know that going in. It's a it's still a Patrick album. Don't be fooled. Um, but uh, you know this was also their first major label release. So like I wanted when I listened to this, um, I wanted to see not just because I kind of knew what I was getting into because I'd heard some of this stuff before. Uh, like this album charted. I wanted to see what they did with the money. Like where was the money going when they recorded this? Uh, and uh, wh- where did that budget go? And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I, when I go into the songs, I will sort of point some of that stuff out because there are things that are in this album that wouldn't have been in their earlier albums. Uh, they did things differently. Um, it's kind of like musicians grow with, <laughs> as they get older and, <laughs> and do things differently. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's 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 there's a lot going on here, and you if you didn't know, you wouldn't really. There's a lot of stuff you can miss. Yeah, uh, you can that that is definitely the case. But let's let's zero in on some of those things. Uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? So I I said at the top like this is my obsession with Bob Mould coming back, but uh, this album made me realize just how much I love Grant Hart songs. So I'll start with the. Uh, uh, don't want to know if you are lonely uh maybe the best grant hart song of all the grant hart songs uh what what makes what the thing that made husker do husker do in part was grant hart using vocal melodies in a way in punk rock that no one else in the early and mid 80s really was in punk like the dude like grew up loving you know 60s and 70s pop music and then joined a punk band so you get this really, really 
like melodic vocal over you know bob mold's really pretty sparkly guitars that uh you know were very much of their era and probably wouldn't sound good now but sounded awesome then and like that that song is such such what husker do what made them great was like their songs always had emotion always had feelings in them like like brett said there's a, a lot i think a lot of thematically like emo is definitely like husker do opened that door in a lot of ways although stylistically it doesn't really fit with what came later but they were they were a band that talked about their feelings in a way punk bands did not in you know 1986 uh, uh i don't know for sure another just you know bob mold being bob mold uh it's it's a sounds very very much like one of his solos like records from you know 20 years later like you can see the roots of what of what bob mold solo stuff came came to uh sorry somehow another great grand heart song uh punk rock needs more organs all rock needs more organs can we just make organs everywhere make organs in music again hey hey watch it explicit tag yes i just organs are cool um we've had enough organs <laughs> in pop culture uh from 2017 let's yeah. chill out a little bit let's not have everybody flaunting their organs all willingly. yeah there's everyone yes. whipping their organs out but uh Don't again like like grant's vocal everybody. melodies really really are the standout and then um uh there's a couple of these like softer songs like too far down where like if someone gave bob bold an acoustic guitar and uh you know for a guy who played you know ibanez flying v's through distortion pedals like for him to tone that back and again like like growing up and trying something else and trying to be more melodic you get something totally different and i think where where like earlier husker do records are like they're you know a barreling freight train and they're just constantly you know constantly high energy stuff this has like some some ups and some ups and downs on it where it you know it'll slow down and soften up for a minute and then you know kick back with something a lot uh heavier and faster mm -hmm. uh drew what would be some of the key tracks for you um well crystal um the vocals sort of hit you on crystal in a way that sort of gets you ready in my opinion again the the just noise um is that sometimes comes up is i think very well exemplified here um the car the guitars are sort of just there the bass rides a note um for most part and then plucks up and down a little bit um to let you know it's still there um but a lot of it's writing and a lot of it's just to like sort of slap you over the face right um i don't know for sure um this to me is the one that hit me over the head with the oh oh this is what like all those bands that were like we like who's do is a big influence this this sort of okay i get it um you got a droning vocal you got a vaguely punk drum um part you got some strummy vaguely guitar punk drum yeah <laughs> that's very like, descriptive just well, one single tom <laughs> yeah it's He's gonna hit it's that a, shit 
kind of. It's it's vaguely punk because it's like the punk thing, but it's not the do got do do got that you hear from like most punk. So it's yeah. not like the straight up punk drum part that you think of when you think of punk drum. Um, but it's got everything. It's all there for what they were looking at. And then like I'm gonna I'm gonna double I'm gonna double dip on the next one because in the middle of the record there's two quiet pretty songs uh, too far down and hardly getting over it um, that just sort of hey let's do some let's do some quiet pretty stuff and it's just like like right smack dab in the middle of the record and that's kind of cool uh brett (laughs) what would be some of the key tracks for you stand in the place where you are um (laughs) crystal uh uh the, this album opens up with a good taste of what you're going to get for about half of the album. Um, it's solid three piece rock song sound of the era. The, the reverb is on the, like the reverbs on the vocals, like the reverbs in your face with the vocals. And, uh, you hear it in the drums and in the guitar solo. Um, like it has a sound at like you're in a punk club. Like it's being recorded. It has that feeling of like you're in a shitty basement bar. Um, and it worked like, I'm sure that was kind of what they're going for, but that's what like, you know, uh, if you listen to like, what was the, uh, no control by bad religion had that sound to it as well. Um, like the, it sounds like it's in a club, but it's not really. And it's kind of has to do with the way that the, the reverb slaps back. Um, and I felt like it worked. Um, uh, don't want to know if you're lonely. Uh, this is the song that I've like. I've heard this song a million times. I, I think I saw it on MTV when I was a little kid. Uh, I heard people play it at the music store that I worked at, and I didn't remember what the song was they played until I heard it now. Uh, in this, listen to uh, it's 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 poppy and earwormy. Um, you know, it has, you know, it has the guitar tone of the era. The, this was the one that like it sounds like the guitar is loud but really far away. Um, like, like somebody has a microphone that's way far away from a super cranked amp. Um, it has a very distant sound to it in the mix. Um, but you can tell they put work into it on a side note. That song was released on an EP and, uh, like on that EP, uh, they did a cover of Helter Skelter worth looking up. Um, and, uh, sorry, somehow like, I I like how they used a rotating, like let's talk, come on we're adults here let's talk about organs um you know uh the 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 use of a of a rotating speaker it it was it added to the track it's not the catchiest song in the album uh and the hook wasn't it 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 was kind of a weak hook uh, and it was extremely emo-y but but i like the bold choices i like bold choices uh and uh you know as i you know stand here and i tell you uh, stand uh, and deliver yeah, uh, I'm I'm starting to hear the Weird Al song "Spam" in my head, and I'm trying to come up with the correct lyrics to "stand" uh, instead of "spam." But uh, yeah, the, I mean, you could again, like I said, this is my go-to thing. But this is an album where every single song you could dig through and be like, "Okay, what was going on when they wrote this? What kind of drugs are they talking about? What kind of horrible thing happened to them that caused them to write this?" Uh, there's a lot going on in this album, and you can see how like the this could have influenced the people that came like five years after or even like three years after. Um, so 
that those were pretty uh pretty substantial songs uh and you know it was fun for me to listen to those three more than the other ones yeah um yeah and yeah those those songs you can definitely hear how it influenced other people and uh, the planting of the seeds of those sounds was like yeah, yeah of the early dirty days. stop yeah. talking about all this porny shit yeah. <laughs> um but yeah let's bring it back around the horn to talk about some conclusions uh on the hiskerdu um true what what are what is your conclusion on hiskerdu hiskerdu um and you so can too what's weird about this record is i you wouldn't want to go into it just looking to me this isn't like a background record this isn't something that i'm going to put on and just jam out to it's something that you go into like looking to think about in my opinion um which is weird from a punk band from a band that is punk or punk adjacent you don't go into it usually thinking like i'm gonna dive into the music of this record i'm gonna like i'm gonna sit here and like think a little bit like (laughs) which is weird like usually if you're thinking on a punk record it's because they're yelling about politics um it's not because like they're doing neat stuff musically um so this is that's that's very that that's very dismissive of how much fun you can have with uh you know fuck the kids (laughs) um uh, but at the same time i think it's something that it's cool um it's cool that this type of album like is there and it's something that if you listen to yourself a lot of college radio in the 90s maybe check this out if you haven't yet because there's a lot of crossover on on this so as someone who lives near a college yeah you have those radios some someone someone who lives very near a pretty well-known college maybe not for um the college rock radio reasons but more of the crosby steels nash and young reasons but (laughs) um (laughs) yeah yeah there's some intermingling there. Uh, uh, you should do Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young right. Do 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 do. Oh, sorry. They make you wait for it. Yeah, listening yeah. to Sticks today. Side note. Of oh, God, nice. that's, that's a that's a rabbit hole we're not going down. Not until you bring the album. Not open that Pandora's box. Uh, Brett. What what would be your conclusion on Husker Du? It's Husker Du, like uh, Husker Du. Yeah, it's 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 something that everybody should have some knowledge of, just because it's like it's it's a it's a rung in the ladder that got us to so many other things, uh, and, and it came from so much. It was like. It, it it almost seems like the band that was the younger cousin of punk rock, and when it, then it grew up, and then it like somehow became better in some ways than its than its older cousin, uh, and influenced people that were the older cousin's kids. Um, it, it's it's a very in betweener kind of band to me. Uh, it's kind of wishy washy and loosey goosey, and it's 
it's a more emo than I kind of get into for as hard and screamy as things are. Um, but that's me. Uh, other people may be into stuff and things. Uh, this is definitely a, this is an important stuff and or thing. Uh, I don't think it's the most important. I think, you know, Zen Arcade is probably where I would go first. But if you want to have more, if you've had that and, and you want to have a dessert steak, this is the dessert steak. Um, but, uh, like, know what you're getting into. Don't expect this to be, you know, Led Zeppelin 2. I mean, it's 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 okay. Um, but it's probably not going to, like, you're not going to shit your pants and be like, oh, my God. But if you do, please email it. I, yes. I want to hear your shit in your pants story and how uh, Hoosker do's to blame. If you do shit your pants for uh, listening to this record, it will be unrelated. Uh, that's what we're trying to say. Well, I mean, if it isn't, I want to know. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, that we, we're still trying to find that brown note. Uh, if, if, hey, if Hoosker Do's had the secret brown note weapon that you just had to have the, the right Sansui receiver to get it, you know, <laughs> let me know. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a nice, this is, this album is an important transition to things going forward. Well, this sound is an important transition to things going forward, but I I think, uh, and it's fun and it's enjoyable. I think, uh, in my heart, I would rather just go forward to things going forward, you know, that it influenced, like they took it, it's like, all right, they made the thing that was the better thing, but it's really cool as a study. Which is what we're here to do. We're here to study. Yeah, high-minded music homework. reviews. Yes, because <laughs> we, 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 we're we're professionals. <laughs> we're professional yeah. music reviewers. My paycheck's still wait, in the wait, mail somewhere. Uh, I was gonna say, when did we become pro at this? I'm not getting paid. <laughs> oh, you're not I'd getting like... paid? Am I the one that's been collecting checks for all four of us? <laughs> I'd like some money. Like, <laughs> money's cool. Like, yo, we're, we're sponsored by Element. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and uh, and A and W root beer. Yes. It's not as good as Barks. Um, uh, their official slogan right there. Uh, but yeah. Last word on this, Patrick. What would be your conclusion on uh, this album? I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you different homework than this record, although you should listen to it. Uh, there was a really really good NPR podcast series a couple of months ago called "Do You Remember?" about it, like about like it's like a five part series about Husker Do, complete with like interviews with everyone in the band. It was made right before Grant Hart died last year, and it's really really good. And if you you know. You got some hours in your life to kill. It is worth listening to because you hear so much of of about that music scene that they were a part of, like them and the replacements and the fact that they were like an SST band, but they were like the weird artsy band on SST. And then all the bands on SST were suddenly artsy bands. Yeah, like, that it happened. Is, it, yeah, and it's it's really good. Uh, but um, it, this that was what got me to listen to more of this album because I'm very much of the opinion that like Zen Arcade and New Day Rising are the height of Husker Do, but like the later stuff, especially Grant Hart developing as a songwriter, has its like is also really good and I don't know I just I will I don't know why I don't remember the day I got obsessed with Husker Do but it's it's been. It's been many years of my life now, and uh, I, I will continue to be obsessed with them. Yeah, let, Husker done. 
Oh wait, no. We, we, they have still... like four more albums. <laughs> uh, but should it should be done. <laughs> and I still don't think we've done a sugar record, so that might that might have to happen. We'll see. Sugar, sugar. My sugar? Booger no sugar. Sugar, <laughs> sugar cold. I'll bring a booger sugar record next. <laughs> uh, you are bringing the like booger sugar record. Foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't believe this is the record in which uh, there are snow covered hills, but. Uh, yeah. Doctor Roxo is not skiing on his razor blade uh, skis. No. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Let's get to our haikus. Uh, well, we well, we sum it all up in poetic form. I do have to say I, I got a peek over at, uh, at at Patrick's notes, and it made me feel inadequate with my little sheet of like hastily written <laughs> like piece of paper, and he's got like par- like several lines and paragraphs and things like that. I was like, I have a system. Yeah, it's been developed over Jesus Christ for two hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, let's not two hundred. Never including the lost here. one. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'd, I'd have to look at the actual numbering, but yeah. Um, yeah, let's do haikus. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? The inspiration to all of your nostalgia worth at least a spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Aggressive sounding with a bit of the emo. Still Husker do. Yeah. Um, my haiku. Strummy Moody Rock. It's a bit forgettable, but enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, Patrick, what is your haiku? Creative tension, but the magic was still there. Then it fell apart. Then it fell apart. That is it. That is, those are haikus. Those are our thoughts on Husker Du. Uh, we are officially Husker Done, at least for that album. Uh, you can, of course, find it all on our, on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, a home game. Follow along at home. Do the things. Do your homework. Do your due diligence. On next week's record, you know, next week's episode, we're going to talk about another record, and it's going to be provided by Brett. Brett, what do you got for us next week? Another great post-punk uh, sort of in-between album. We're going to listen to Fleetwood Mac's album, Rumors. Yes. <laughs> uh, Boy, howdy. It's going to be... We're, we're, we're eating our vitamins. We're going back. Uh, we're we're, we're doing rumors. stuff that I don't think the, the target audience that we, we, we present albums to have heard any of. Yeah. My bitch love do cocaine. Uh... That that album was fueled off of hatred for other members of the band. There was a divorce going on. People wouldn't talk to each other, but they were all there to sing music and blow lines. Yes, exactly. And um, he's not talking about not saying the correct lines into a microphone, kids. No. Stevie Nicks, look at them nostrils. Dang. Yep. She'd been clean for a long time. <laughs> but not, not this not Stevie a- Nicks. No, no, Not but this Stevie Nicks. She's five foot one and full of white powder. Yes. Uh, so we look forward to that discussion next week. Uh, but that is next week. And this is this week. And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. 
Brett is at HibbityBearBird, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X2SuperX. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at Four Record Breakers. That's the number four Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Subscribe, like, share, do all the things. Find us all over the place. We're, we're going to be more places. I'm actually going to start putting us in more places. It's going to be my project for this year. Decentralized. Project Decentralized. Uh... So look forward to that. We're going to be where you want us. Everywhere. Um, but yeah, but that's it. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Mr. Doodaloo. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>